What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Living Electric. We're going to start with our favorite new segment on the show, <laughs> Living the Electric Life, um, where we talk about something we've done in the past week or so that uh, is living the electric life in some way. So, Brandon, you said you got a good one. So do you want to do you yeah. want to start? That was a very like radio channel way of starting this episode. <laughs> Doing my best here. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for like jazz music to start playing. Or right. Something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, surprisingly, uh, a few weeks ago with the Tesla Cybertruck deliveries, they announced that the vehicle has PowerShare capabilities. And I stumbled upon Tesla's website looking at the Universal Wall Connector that we just got installed a few weeks ago. And it now suddenly said that it was capable of power sharing, you know, with the right, right. setup, uh, with, you know, obviously with just the Cybertruck at the moment. And, you know, I posted about it because I'm like, oh, well, let's hope that mine, you know, like the one that we just bought has it. And I right. couldn't get a straight answer from anybody. People on Twitter were doubting me. They're like, yours doesn't have the label. It, you know, it doesn't function. Yeah. Well, um, I finally heard back from Tesla and ours does have power sharing. Is that um, right? Wow. Yes. Yes. So I finally got confirmation that ours does have power sharing. Um, That's awesome. They they said that any any product that gets like a slight revision should still have the same functionality when okay. it was delivered. So like the fact that like it was delivered within like a four week difference of them yeah. announcing that feature, ours has that. So gotcha. um, one of the team leads from Tesla actually emailed me directly to confirm that. Wow. Um, That's really cool. So that's great. News. I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it is good news. It's, yeah, I'm pretty excited. So if any Twitter follower who's listening that doubted that post, <laughs> it, it's true. It's confirmed now. Did you it's update confirmed. your tweet to say no, this is confirmed? No, I haven't been on uh, Twitter like at all today. I actually haven't even shared last week's episode yet. So oh my gosh, uh, Slack. I know I'm failing. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm a bad co-host. <laughs> so I'll get to it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good to hear, yeah. though. I, I am guessing that also justifies the big price difference between the two, because isn't there like a couple hundred dollar difference between yeah. the universal and regular? No, it's only $100. Only $100? Okay. I mis yeah. misunderstood then. Well, anyway, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. That, honestly, that's what makes the uh, universal wall connector so enticing over like just the wall connector. Right. The fact that it has that capability on top of being able to charge essentially any vehicle. Yeah. Even though a lot of people online are actually saying it won't charge their vehicles. So like that's an issue that uh, mm. people are running into with that specific charger. Um, so just be mindful. You might, you know, if yeah. someone listening buys one and it doesn't work, it could be an issue, but, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. But we, I mean, we've been so lucky that ours has been working pretty flawlessly so far. That's good. So yeah, yeah that's exciting. Yeah. So there's my, uh, there's my, uh, living electric moment <laughs> that I've been slacking <laughs> the last few weeks. <laughs> All good. Um, yeah. Yeah, mine's a little less exciting. I did take a trip last uh, last weekend to my alma mater um, to work a, a track camp up there, actually. If you didn't know, I ran track in high school on top of uh, everything else I was involved in. So <laughs> um, I, I always say I ran track, but I didn't actually run. I just high jumped in college. So there was about 10 steps of running. There wasn't a full, uh, <laughs> full track worth of running very often. Um, but got to work at camp up there and our campus actually surprisingly has a lot of charging 
um, stations on site. And there's actually one right outside of the athletic facility where we were working the camp. So oh, on the nice. second day, actually, we were staying um, in a different spot um, that wasn't close to campus. And so when we drove into campus for the day, I plugged in my car for a few hours and was able to charge up while we were working the camp. So great opportunity for kind of what do they call that? Like opportunity charging. Oh yeah. Outside yeah. of outside of normal fast charging or overnight charging. That's a great option for situations like that. So they've got those at not only the athletic facility, a couple of the academic buildings on campus, uh, the hotel on campus there has one as well. So they've got a good, a decent infrastructure for EV charging on, on ONU's campus. So, uh, that was one of the first times I got to utilize the one that isn't at the hotel. So <laughs> that was, uh, that was cool to use. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that's one thing that pleasantly surprises me about like college campuses, like mm -hmm. at least here in Ohio, what I've noticed vast majority of them have pretty good charging infrastructure. Yeah. Um, at least level two. I know some engineering right. colleges have might have some like DC fast chargers or like some of the more, um, like, uh, career schools might yeah. have some, you know, for testing reasons, but right. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of higher education. I think it's, it's twofold, right? You can say, Hey, our camp, it's good for marketing. Cause you can be like, Hey, our campus like has EV chargers. This is forward thinking. This is all this stuff. Whereas like higher education is usually kind of on the bleeding edge of that kind of stuff. Uh, and then on top of that, it's a good resource for teachers, for students, anybody that's driving an EV, it's a good just amenity for them to have as, as students and teachers and everybody parking on campus starts to electrify. So that's, I'd highly encourage every, every college, high school, anywhere where people are spending a majority of the day, start looking at charging. Like it's going to be way more necessary in the next 10 years than it has been in the past 10. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's cool. Well, I'm glad that it was a successful trip for you guys. And, you know, you did some, uh, did, so did you do any high jumping yourself or was I, it just, I didn't bring spikes and I didn't bring like stuff to high jump. I, de I demonstrated some of the drills and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't break out any jumps, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> got yeah. it. Yeah. So ju just, I, this is not electric vehicle related, but <laughs> just for my knowledge, when it comes to like high jumps, is it like where you have like that big pole and you like jump over? Is no, that high that's a different event. That's a different event. But um, so pole okay. vault, high jumping, oh, pole vault pole. is with okay. the pole, obviously, because <laughs> pole vault's okay. in the name. <laughs> um, but high jump is just your own body try to fling yourself over like a horizontal pole, so or horizontal Interesting. bar. So yeah, okay. Is it yeah. like how high is it? It's as high as you can jump. It's it's just continues to go up. So I'm not I'm not athletic. I'll give you the I'll give you the rundown after we get off the show here. But yes. basically, you basically competition goes with uh, you have an opening height. So everybody usually starts at that. Um, there's some you can skip heights and there's a lot of stuff like that. But generally, people usually kind of start around the same height. Everybody jumps that. You get three attempts at every height. If you miss at all three attempts, then you're out. You don't move on to the next height. And then there's progressions where it'll slowly go up over time. So you get three attempts to the mm, next bar, three attempts okay. to the next bar, and you got three and three and three until you can't jump any higher. So a lot of, a uh, lot, a lot of, uh, thinking and kind of strategy goes into it. Cause sometimes people come in later. So their legs aren't tired when you get up to those higher heights, but then you're also gambling because 
what if you don't make one of those lower heights, you could just no height the entire meet and you don't even get on the board. So there's a lot that goes into it. Wow. But, uh, yeah. that, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot of information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's... I'll give you the rundown after the show. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could probably tell that I was not the most, uh, most, I can't even say the word athletic. Yeah, that was not the most athletic soccer. That was it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all good. Cool. Yeah, but cool. Anyway, getting into the bulk of the episode. Um, you did a lot of the prep on this one. So you do want to kind of introduce what we're going to talk about today? Yes. Uh, so um, I hope you guys like my voice because I'll probably be the one <laughs> talking the most on today's episode. Um, but we are doing a year in review. Um, this is going to be our last episode for 2023 as we get into the main part of the holiday season with family travel and everything. We thought that it would be fun to wrap 2023 up going month by month talking about um, news stories, some personal things, um, as well as, you know, uh, living electric. So we're going to start in January. <laughs> yeah, so, so we, um, we picked out kind of just our like high-level news stories, and I think we threw in some living electric episodes too, right, of some of the stuff we yes. talked about. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and promises won't be like a five-hour long episode. Yeah. We, yeah. we picked like one or two <laughs> news stories. Right. So, <laughs> but... Anyway, so starting off in January 2023, do you remember where you were that month? I'm just kidding. We don't have to get into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm recording a YouTube video. Um, so uh, the two news stories that you know we want to talk about is um, Mercedes-Benz announced that they will be building charging hubs across the United States that totals 400 stations, totaling 2,500 DC fast chargers. Um, and in fact, the first official one uh, just went live last month in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, yeah. So, which is super exciting to see. Yeah. That's a cool site too. Cause don't they have 400 theoretically like 400 kilowatt fast charging mm -hmm. on those, which is awesome. It looks like a really cool site. I'll have to get down there and check it out. I'll probably be in Atlanta sometime this year. So next year, I guess yeah. we're at the end of 2023 yeah. next year. Yes. Uh, yes. And uh yeah, I'm excited to see more of those roll out. Uh, I had a lot of discussions like internally at our company recently about how few car manufacturers are actually making huge investments in fast charging infrastructure. And it's literally like Tesla and Mercedes. Not many others are mm -hmm. making like true big investments in EV charging. So excited to see more of those uh, Mercedes-Benz hubs roll out, hopefully. Definitely, yeah. And, and I feel like even just having like, you know, like, uh, a place to go relax, get food, you know, like right. a charging hub and right. get almost like that gas station experience, but with charging stations, yep. you know, it's not exactly. just like two chargers in the back of a, you know, Walmart parking lot in right. the dark. Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. it's, it's pretty cool functional site. Definitely. Um, and then the, the other news stories was in January, Nevi planning, uh, state by state started rolling out. So we got more of an idea of what each state by state, um, you know, grants were going to look like where they were planning EV charging corridors and, and so forth. So, uh, yeah. the big picture of Nevi rollout or sorry, Nevi, Nevi, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Nevi rollout. <laughs> Jeez. Um, was being painted out for us. So definitely. Yeah. That should have been interesting. Nevi. Nevi, yeah, <laughs> yeah should have Nevi. branded that when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting to see state by state who was actually committed to rolling out EV infrastructure because we got saw some, and fortunately Ohio was kind of first to 
first to release information and get RFPs out and all that stuff, which was awesome. Just living in the state. And uh, one of our later ones is one of the first sites is now open in Ohio. So um, unfortunately, the same cannot be said, but for some other states that are almost purposely delaying things, it feels like to get fast charging infrastructure out, which just, I mean, it it sucks for EV drivers, honestly, like not getting this funding out. So um, really eye opening, I think, to see the (laughs) kind of the state (laughs) and government side of a lot of these EV funds. For sure. Yeah. And and just fun fact, back in January was when the state of Wyoming announced their anti-EV bill that they were trying to pass. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah which, fortunately, it was supposed to be a, a joke and it didn't yeah. go anywhere. But yeah, yeah, it's that's that's one of those states that I think is still working through things. I haven't yeah. Yeah. dove too much into that. <laughs> so hopefully, yeah. I mean, honestly, the success, I think, hopefully of these first few sites will be eye-opening for some of these other states to say hey this is what a successful program looks like look how beneficial this is to the state like you want these in your state figure Mm -hmm. it out (laughs) so (laughs) and they have funds for it it's not like they're trying to raise taxes or get extra money or pass anything their money is there for them they just got to put the plan together so yep exactly rant over (laughs) yeah (laughs) well that's in the past it's only january (laughs) yeah it's only january (laughs) hopefully things have been better by now um so moving on to february do you remember where you were on february 14th valentine's day i know we usually go out to dinner but we're total old couple um we're not that old and we act like an old couple we don't go to dinner on valentine's day we pick a day around valentine's day because the crowd is usually less (laughs) Just so I, I, I remember these text messages. <laughs> so anyway, I can tell you we were not out to dinner on February fourteenth. Yeah. <laughs> well, piece of advice from Alex Sibla. So <laughs> see now all yeah. the restaurants are going to be busy around Valentine's Day. Well, um, if we spread it out, then they're never busy. So th- this is true. This yeah. is true. I remember Come where I people. was eating a bad <laughs> vegan dinner. Um, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, it was overpriced and it was not very good. But um, anyway, so um, so February, Tesla started introducing the Magic Dock adapter at certain uh, superchargers in the state of New York. It wasn't all superchargers. It was just a handful of them as they were yeah. beta testing. Um, so I can't remember. Did you get a chance to go and test them? Mm-mm. I've never okay. been out to one. Okay. Um, so Tyler and I did. That's where yeah. I Magic Docked an adapter to another adapter yes <laughs> to our tesla so, yeah. talk the car didn't blow up at that point but um no, I'm just kidding. um but yeah no it was it was pretty cool to see tesla's rollout of the magic dock program and now they're expanding like if you if you look at their map they actually have a pretty decent handful of uh superchargers that have magic dock. oh is that right mm-hmm. nice yeah uh, one in alabama just went live which is pretty cool uh, a few in Canada, um, one in Alaska is live, really? um, wow. which is really cool. So they've really been expanding that. Yeah. Yeah. I need to look real quick because they ju- they've opened a couple new ones in Ohio. Are there any new ones closer to us by chance? Uh, Pittsburgh. There's one in, near Pittsburgh. Okay. I think yeah. that one in, uh, what's it called? Um, it's in New York, technically. The one you went to. It's in New York, oh, technically, right? Yeah. That's, I think, mm-hmm. still the closest to us, but... Yeah, let me look real quick. I'm curious now. I got their map up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, just to summarize what Magic Dock is, it essentially allowed for non-Tesla uh, electric vehicles to charge at Tesla superchargers. Um, yes. So 
that's a good foreshadow into some of the other topics we're going to talk about. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I see the Pittsburgh one now. So very cool. That's still, I think, I think that might be the three. I closest? think that's still three hours from Columbus ish. Oh, so. I, I think it's only like an hour and a half from here. What? Yeah. Which Pittsburgh am I going to? <laughs> yeah, I think there's only one Pittsburgh. <laughs> Maybe there's only one. Is it really? I don't know. I'm not a geologist. That's a joke, <laughs> guys. That's totally a joke. <laughs> From yeah, my yeah, house, it's sure. three hours. Pittsburgh is three it's hours Pittsburgh? away. Yes. We're not in Cleveland. Uh, We're in Columbus. It takes farther. It takes know. longer to get there. I'm still from Northeast Ohio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you went from Cleveland, it's two hours. Two hours, 15 mm, minutes. So Depends how fast you drive. <laughs> <laughs> if you drive 130 miles per hour, you can make it there in you 90 will... minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to try harder, Alex. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I'm not yeah. driving fast enough, clearly. Yeah. It's funny. I hope everybody's enjoying, you know, me being the main co-host for today's show. Um, <laughs> I'll be here every week. Um, <laughs> okay, and then the other news story for February, since you know we're still in the beginning of this year, um, is that the White House announced new standards for their Made in America, um, sorry, Made in America network of chargers um, and some of the requirements based around that. So, um, you know, essentially it was a lot of investment for manufacturing of charging hardware, making sure that a lot of the components were made here in the United States, right. essentially end of production was done in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, so that would entail using parts that were from North America um, and, you know, really focusing on making charging stations reliable. Yeah. And I think we saw your next point on here is uh, that quickly led to a lot of people making factory announcements that hey, we're opening yes. up a factory now in the US to meet these requirements. So uh, yep. I think the only um, downside of that is it's now delayed things, right? So all of these factories have to get up and running. A lot of these companies weren't meeting these requirements before. So I think it'll be good long term to have locally sourced chargers, but it's unfortunately delaying some things where there's very few options right now for low cost chargers that meet mm -hmm. all these requirements. So that's uh that's I think the one of the unintended consequences of that. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, especially like I, I think Tritium uh was one of the first in the nation to have their factory up and running in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Um so um you know meeting Nevi requirements. Um right. and then you know we're seeing new ones like Lincoln Electric in Cleveland, Ohio yeah. is making charging stations, which is pretty cool to see, which is they started off as a welding company, yeah. uh getting into EV charging. So um which is exciting. But yeah, it's it's exciting to see more industry pop up. Right. So moving on to March, um, I won't ask where you've been in that month. Um <laughs> So uh, once again, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, or IRA, uh, rules changed again <laughs> in March. Um, if you have whiplash trying to follow this legislation, so do we. It's been it's been really hard keeping up with it. Yeah. Um, but but essentially, that really uh, with that big change when it came to like battery requirements, where those were sourced and where they were manufactured, um, as well as like end of line manufacturing for vehicles. With that rule change, it essentially left only a handful of vehicles eligible for the tax credit um, mm -hmm. or any form of tax credit. Yeah. Um, so at that time, I think it was like around 10, a little bit over 10 vehicles. Um, so not, not a big amount. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, unfortunately, I think with a lot of these EV events and just talking to people that are looking at electric vehicles, it is very hard to stay up with that stuff. I think the best way is to, I think the government actually has a decent site where they keep pretty live track of who is eligible for how much on all these mm -hmm. credits. So that's usually what I point people to of don't depend on articles, don't depend on anything else, like go to the source for all this stuff. That's where you're going to see the most up-to-date information generally. Definitely. Yeah. Fuel, fueleconomy.gov. They have a pretty good list That's of right. that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then um, for uh, vehicle unveilings, the Kia EV9 was unveiled back in March. Yes. And uh, fun fact, they started deliveries of those uh, within the last two weeks. So Is that right? They, uh, awesome. Mm -hmm. Kia kept to their word that they were going to start deliveries near the end of this year. So there you congrats go. to all those new owners. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Okay, moving on to April. Uh, speaking about electric vehicle unveilings, the Ram 1500 REV REV <laughs> was unveiled with a massive 229 uh, kilowatt hour battery pack. That was optional. Just keep that in mind. Um, that could surpass a range of 500 miles. And I think it left the entire industry, for lack of better terms, shook um, with, uh, with, that, <laughs> with that big battery. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm in rare form tonight. <laughs> uh, this is really fun doing this. Um, but but like I just remember at the time of that announcement, everybody's like, "That's so unnecessary for such right. a big battery pack." Right. Um, so, what are your thoughts on a big battery pack like that? We talked about it. In yeah. An episode. Yeah, I think to summarize, it's different with EVs because you're using a lot more resources to build the vehicle initially, right? So I understand the critique of large vehicles on the gas side or diesel side that these vehicles are big and massive and use a lot of fuel. It's bad kind of on the, the flip side with the vehicles like this with massive batteries that they're using all these resources up front. You could make three or four cars with the amount of batteries you're putting into that vehicle. So <laughs> sometimes I think... EVs don't always make 100% sense if you really need that big of a battery and that big of a thing to, to go about your daily life, uh, especially if you're not going to be utilizing it. I think that's the big theme is like, that's fine to get a vehicle that could do all these things, but are you actually going to utilize this or is this just a waste of resources? We heard that, I think, time and time again. This is a waste of resources building this vehicle. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my, my two cents. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat, especially when you could build two or three vehicles with that one battery pack. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, and um, yeah. So essentially, it got overshadowed with the announcement of the Ram Charger plug-in hybrid uh, that Stellantis just announced a few months ago. So um, I haven't really seen many things about the electric Ram. Uh, yeah. at least the battery electric Ram. I've seen a lot about right. the Ram Charger. So right, um, ex exciting things, I guess. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, you know, for talking about living electric for the month of April, we had, uh, two really big conversations for that month before we took a small little break. Definitely. Yeah. We talked to David Hodge from standard fleet and looks like they're continuing to do awesome stuff. They were one of the first, uh, apps or I guess software platforms that have used the Tesla, like the official Tesla API, I believe, uh, just to get logged into vehicles to track Tesla fleets, which has been awesome to see them grow um, and continue, continue to do cool things. And then we also talked to Jeremy McCool from Hevo 
about wireless charging. So I think that really opened my eyes to the true possibility of mm-hmm. uh, wireless charging. I was I was a bit of a skeptic uh, ahead of that conversation, and I think Jeremy uh, corrected a lot of things and kind of helped us understand it more. And just prepping for the episode, I think I learned a lot about wireless charging that I didn't in the past. So that was Same. those are some cool interviews. Definitely. Yeah. The one with Jeremy, especially, you know, broke a lot of, I think a lot of connotations I had in my mind regarding, uh, wireless charging. Right. And, um, you know, just recently Detroit just, uh, announced a small road. I think it's a mile long for testing for wireless Mm -hmm. charging as you drive. Uh, Florida just announced something today with wireless charging. And, uh, I saw an article, um, it's not wireless charging, but it's a road of solar panels that you can ride your bike on. I believe it was in Denmark or Norway. I have to look up wow. the article, but um, right. but but essentially, it's kind of cool to see you know things that can power and charge and you know essentially in a road or you know at your house. So yeah, and I think I saw two Tesla just announced too. They're working on a wireless home charger product as well. So, wow! All right, yeah, yeah. There you go. Lots of cool things. So definitely go back and check out those episodes. Those are good conversations. Definitely. Um, okay. So moving on to May, this was another one of those shook moments, uh, I think. For <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going for it. Yeah. This, I, this is one thing that I think you and I both were like not expecting at all. Yeah. Uh, so in May, Ford announced on Twitter that they were going to have a conversation with Elon. And a lot of yeah. people were just like, what is this? What does it mean? Yeah. And it was their announcement that they are going with the NACS or North American charging standard for their vehicles moving forward in 2024 through, you know, on. (laughs) Right. So, um, but that came as such a surprise to so many people in the industry. Definitely. um, Because for a while, I think it was about, uh, well, when Tesla announced that in November of 2022, it was essentially crickets for like six months. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Yeah. Yeah completely surprised by that one i think the industry i think was hoping for it for a while that Mm -hmm. some some manufacturer is going to bite the bullet and switch over to nax let's start consolidating this let's start streamlining this all that good stuff and forward it sounds like at least my view i think ford really looked at the charging experience with their customers and they were like because this isn't just a plug switch. This is also adding supercharger network access. Like this is yes. those two yep. kind of go hand in hand here. And I think Ford took a big look at the public charging experience that their drivers had been undergoing. And they're like, this is not cutting it. We need to figure something out for our drivers. And I mean, good for Ford for kind of biting the bullet and working with a competitor to mm-hmm. give their customers a better charging experience. Cause I don't think, a lot of these uh, manufacturers would last too long if they're consistently getting just bad reviews about ownership with their vehicles. So the, the vehicles are great. The charging just needs to get a lot better. So I think, (laughs) I think Ford saw that made that announcement. And as we'll see the next few months, others followed suit. So definitely. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I think this is where we saw that snowball effect, Mm -hmm. which uh, good segue for uh, June I forgot where we were. Uh, June, General Motors announced that they were going NACS. Yes. Uh, that was another shocking moment, um, but I definitely think that it started laying out that path where we're going to start seeing more manufacturers mm-hmm. adopting the standard. Right. Um, so at least connector type at that time. It's yeah the standard now, but that's December. We're fast forwarding. 
Um, right. Yeah. So, you know, with the announcement that GM was going to be utilizing that on their uh, electric vehicles moving forward to starting in 2024 was super exciting. Right. Um, but I think it left a lot of questions, though, for Tesla owners with how that would work at superchargers, um, yeah. especially since most of their charge ports are on the opposite side of where mm -hmm. the Tesla is and how that would block charging stalls and stuff like that. Um, right. I know at the time when we had our Tesla, it was a big question for us, too. Right. Um, so, but uh, all all very exciting things. Right. Um, well, now July is where we saw a huge uh, amount of announcements. Um, this is when we got Polestar, Volvo, Rivian, Mercedes, and Nissan announcing mm -hmm. that they were going in ACS. Um, right. Just to you know, take a quick pause. Did you expect that we would see so many manufacturers in such a short time announcing that? I think after the the Ford and GM announcements, I was kind of expecting it because a lot of these OEMs then are like, oh, crap, like <laughs> we've got to figure something out, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure those boardrooms and those those CEOs and all those high level people, those companies were definitely kind of had a no crap moment when some of that was announced. So I don't think they necessarily took it as a thing we want to do, but a thing we have to do to stick with the rest of the industry here. So mm -hmm. They're like, if all these other networks and and manufacturers are switching to this, we've gotta we've gotta stay with it or else we're gonna get left in the dust. So um and many of these manufacturers aren't making a ton of EVs right now. I mean Rivian obviously is a, a full EV company, but you look at Volvo, Nissan, like they have one or two true EVs that they're making. Um mm -hmm. and they're realizing this is gonna be very important to offer, or else you're gonna be a lesser product almost people are going to prioritize <laughs> nax vehicles so that uh that caused them to move a lot quicker i think than maybe they wanted to <laughs> with, oh, for uh, sure. with that decision <laughs> definitely yeah and, and i think that's why we're seeing you know a lot of vehicles now sitting on lots is i think a lot of people are waiting for more guidance of how yeah. the supercharger network's going to open right um i know from conversations i've had a lot of people are just waiting you know waiting really? to hear what's going to happen next yeah so. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So moving on to August, um, you got married. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was my electric uh, living the electric life. It was an electric evening. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a big personal news out of that month. So very exciting. We're still married. So marriage has gone oh, well. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was exciting. It's good celebrating with you and Tyler as well. Glad you both could make it and uh, definitely uh, enjoy the day with us. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was one of our highlights of August. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So well, I had the opposite month. <laughs> <laughs> besides <Yeah>. besides <laughs> celebrating with you guys, um, we had our electrical nightmare at at our house, finding out that it was going to be well over twenty grand worth of electrical repairs to make our house safe. So. Mm. Uh, yeah. That was a uh, fun times, but we learned a lot about electrical home systems. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, learned, <laughs> learned <experience>. a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, Just more than a college degree. Um, uh -huh. In some instances, <laughs> Jeez. it's terrifying to put that in that perspective. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, so moving on to September, um, I was trying to find an EV news story um, for September, but I really couldn't find anything. Um, do you remember anything big that was announced in September? September. I'd have to look. Um, 
I can't recall anything, honestly, off the top of my head. Because I, I, Tyler and I did our two-week 6,500-mile National Park yeah. Road trip in our Tesla. You were looking so... at no news during the time. No news. <laughs> yeah, we, we were out in the wilderness <laughs> in our Tesla. Um, <laughs> I mean, we did camp on a cow farm, so that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was that was our living electric two-week moment. So, um really fun got a chance to really explore you know the infrastructures and just see how you know the u.s is set up for ev charging ran into some challenges in new mexico in terms of like just like the um how far apart charging stations were spaced out yeah but um we handled it with no issue our tesla was amazing superchargers were amazing so definitely yeah good times good times september was drive electric week um, oh so i'm so selfish could highlight that right. yeah <laughs> but yeah you got you got a chance to go to one of the events yes yeah the that was one. really cool um yeah brew dog at brew dog here in columbus so they were a great great site host there i think we did a recap episode on that so mm-hmm. yeah yep. go check out that episode if you want to hear more about it <laughs> yeah. i'll leave it at that <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> man we're flying through this year okay <laughs> So moving on to um, October, uh, the the big announcement is that the Treasury announced, uh, Department laid out rules for uh, point of sale EV rebates that are going to go in effect January 2024. Um, and essentially what dealerships need to do in order to be prepared for that. Um, I think this is another holdout for a lot of buyers um, yeah. when it comes to buying an electric vehicle is instead of waiting for that, you know, the uh, previous year to do your taxes. To right. get the tax credit, you can essentially receive it up front when you're purchasing yeah. the vehicle. Um, exactly. It's huge. I mean, that's yeah. thousands of dollars that you could see. That's been talked about. I feel like since that rebate came out or that tax credit came out is how do we make this a point of sale rebate? I think it makes it much easier for people to make an EV buying decision when that is money back in their pocket day one versus six months from now or even more in some cases. So that's really exciting to see. I think that's good. But then my concern with that is the like dealership model is just a little bit sketchy generally. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping like dealers that are selling EVs are being truthful about how this actually works, not taking advantage of people, not saying, Oh yeah, this is like a free down payment. And like, here's your rate and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's like, we'll accept anybody. It's like, this is not, this isn't just like free money sometimes like this is <laughs> this is still uh still uh still a tax rebate in in some ways and just needs to be needs to be fair i guess <laughs> to, yeah. to buyers <laughs> definitely so. yeah and, and just to play devil's advocate really fast i i've read that a lot of dealerships are concerned with how frequently they're going to get paid back from the government in terms mm. of the money that they're you know fronting fair. essentially to yeah. customers um, so because like, um, and we could put this in one of the sources, but I, I was, or we can cite this source. Um, a lot of dealerships were citing the cash for clunkers, uh, program mm. that was, do you remember that from 2009? Yep. Yep. Um, I remember I was looking at a smart car because <laughs> we were going to get rid of an eighties Buick Riata. <laughs> I think it was an 89 Buick Riata for a smart car, but, um, but, but essentially they were, a lot of dealerships are quoting that, um, program because it, mm. it kind of, um, Filled in the sense that the dealerships were working with the government, but the government wasn't paying them as frequently as they needed. Gotcha. Um, so a lot of dealerships lost money or maybe it put them in a bad financial place. So they're mm. uh, trying, I think a lot of dealerships are just hesitant with that. I'm so. sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see how that goes then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only two weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, but then in October, you did your longest road trip ever uh, so yes. far. So That's right. That's right. Yeah. I got a lot so of far. supercharger miles to use. So the, uh, yeah, we took a trip down to Nashville for a wedding. That was our furthest trip we had taken in my car, which was kind of hard to believe with all the driving we've done. We drive a decent amount. But a lot of them are shorter trips where it's one or two charging stops. And that one was was a few. So that uh, was good, honestly. I mean, I'd, I'd do the trip again if I had to drive down to Nashville. I, I'd be fine with it. I wouldn't try to book a flight or anything like that. So I think that's great. Nice. But yeah. Nice. Got an episode on that as well if you want to listen to yep. it. <laughs> yep. And with all that free supercharger miles, maybe we could do a live tour or something like that. Just live stream what? the entire Just, route. No, like <laughs> big venues and stuff like oh, that. Oh, like maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe when we get bigger, we'll uh, yeah, yeah, subscribe. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, cool. So, moving on to November. Um, so Chargeway 2.0 was uh, unveiled at Electrify Expo in Austin on November 10th. Yes. Uh, it is our newest version of our app with lots of new features, including real time station status. So. Um, I have not practiced saying that. That is all totally natural, not scripted. But um, definitely check it out. You know, we're pretty proud of how how it's uh, being received. Um, so pretty exciting definitely. things. Um, and then the one event that people have been waiting literal years for is the Cybertruck <laughs> delivery event that was on the 28th of November. Was it the 28th or 29th? Uh, I think it was the 28th. I should have had that down. See, I, I failed Google. at planning. It was the 30th. I was one day off. So so none of them. So none none of my guesses. Um, But, um, you know, whether you like the Cybertruck or not, it's it's here. You know, it's a a product that I think is going to be a timeless automotive, you know, piece of design. Yeah. but I don't think that des- I don't think the delivery event was satisfactory for a lot of people just because right. they unveiled so many details after the event. Um, yeah, which we talked in an episode. So, right. Yeah. 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 That was probably my biggest uh, gripe with it was they had an opportunity to do a really good press event and talk about all the cool features and accessories and all this stuff, and they just basically handed keys to people. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> such a missed opportunity. Um, but uh yeah we've got an episode on that as well yes definitely sorry your camera your uh you froze and i thought you were gonna keep going so um you're good (laughs) um okay so now that we're actually in december um so where were you in december where was i in december (laughs) working at home because i don't go anywhere I thought you were going to be like, I was here. Yeah, I was here. I was, yeah. I was not at your house. Um, <laughs> um, where were you in December? I was in this chair for the most of it, to be honest. Same. So. Honestly, same. <laughs> I never move. Um, <laughs> we should probably change that for 2024. <laughs> Um, so the first nation the first Nevi site in the entire nation went live, uh, near Columbus, Ohio in London, Ohio at a yes. pilot travel center. It's an EVgo station. Um, but it's the first official funded Nevi site to go live in the entire country. Um, which is super exciting. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, pretty cool to see Ohio can, can say that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Ohio's putting itself on the map one way or another. Uh, yes. Most, it's been mostly good things this year, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe EV-related. Yeah, EV-related yeah. for sure between uh, yeah, yeah some things opening and yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm excited to check that out actually over my uh, Christmas travels because I'll be heading right past it. So I'm going to pull over and check out the site at least. I don't think we'll need to charge for much, but at least check it out and get some pictures. We finally got some canopies at charging sites, yes. which is awesome. Yes. <laughs> so that's a pretty, pretty cool site with the canopy. It kind of looks like a, a gas station in a good way with the, with the lighting and the, <laughs> the cover from rain and everything. So definitely. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we start seeing more layouts like that. Site for sure. For sure. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, I was going to say um, for all those people who bash on Ohio, we have more than corn now. So uh, <laughs> come, to, come to Ohio. It's we have a two cool fast state. chargers. That's yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> With the covers. It's all good. And plus Alex and I are here. It makes the whole thing. Um, and then the, the last the last announcement, um, which was actually announced this a uh, few days ago, is uh, SAE uh, finally announced the certification for the NACS standard. Um, I'll just say it, even though this will be one of few times, uh, they're calling it the J3400 standard. Um, if you want to, let's just say red. If you want to impress <laughs> some people, whip that out at a party. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming oh yeah, my car is equipped with the J thirty four hundred uh, standard. What's yours equipped with? Uh oh. Oh my goodness, Siri. <laughs> no, go away, jeez. I got to tell you, okay, this is not EV related, but what Apple did by getting rid of the Hey Siri thing, don't do not talk. Um, sorry, I'm talking on my phone. By just simply saying her name now is the worst thing ever. Oh, like, so if anything sounds like it, it just yes. triggers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've turned that completely off on my phone because I don't ever use it. I'm like, voice stuff still just isn't good enough for me. I'm like, oh. I can type it in my yeah. phone quicker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, I should probably do that too. <laughs> but anyway, when's, when's the last time you realistically talked to your phone and like did something? Is it I, often? I did it today or? when I was okay. ki- when I was cooking. Yeah, I was trying okay. to I was trying to figure out the conversions between tablespoons and ounces. And okay. uh, yeah, she Fair helped enough. me make a salad. So okay. <laughs> so maybe Were that's hands, what she wanted. Was this necessary, or could have you type this into Google? What just just now, or when I was yeah, cooking? Yeah, when you were cooking. Oh, my hands were dirty. Okay, I was right. onions fair enough. And stuff like fair that, enough. So. Yeah. You're just yeah. selling Apple right now. I love it. Yes. Oh, I, <laughs> like yeah, Apple except commercial. she just <laughs> tried to call somebody. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so the, the the we were talking about whipping that out at the party. You know, I'm sure people would be very impressed by that knowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> just totally joking around tonight. Um, I still think J3400 is still very confusing terminology is still very confusing but we did an episode on that um but it's still cool to see that there was more um technical details about this new standard that were unveiled um that should really help when it comes to charging installation costs as well as charging manufacturer you know hardware manufacturing right right um, yeah very exciting things yeah i think that really helps with making it when it's an official standard that means basically everybody can copy it so they're not depending on tesla to to certify their charging uh cord or anything like that companies can just make it so 
hopefully all of them can make it as as slim and good looking as Tesla's because I've seen some out there and I'm like, what did you just build? This looks like a Frankenstein mass <laughs> yes. connector. Like, was it really that difficult to make this like that slim? So I don't know. I don't manufacture stuff, so I could yeah. be I could be talking completely out of turn, but that's been my impression <laughs> with some of them. But yeah, I, I feel the same way. But I'm in the same boat. I'm a data yeah. guy. Can't yeah. can't build things. Um, <laughs> but but well, that is 2023. Um, just to you know, kind of preview the future um, for 2024. <laughs> some rumors that came out today is that um, Ford and GM might have possible access to the supercharger network starting in February of 2024. Yeah. So if that's true, that's uh, exciting. And it's a lot closer than we, you know, thought it would be. But then again, this year has flown by. So yeah, this year has been nuts. Um, yeah, so we went from uh I think the good thing about this year is we had a lot of announcements that people followed through on. That's been, yes. that's been awesome to say. We're continu continuing to see progress in the EV industry. This industry has really grown too. I think we've moved past the point where it's just people throwing out prototypes left and right. We've got a lot of actual vehicles on the road that are compelling EVs. It's not just Tesla and like a couple others out there. It's a lot of uh manufacturers that are making investments in this on the charging side we're seeing more and more sites rolled out more people investing into that side so i think it's all maturing in a good way so far and people have seen a lot of the problems have recognized them and are now starting to address them so i mean that's all you can ask for really out of <laughs> out of yeah. uh, the industry and and charging infrastructure and everything else is just continued progress so yes definitely so always good. I mean, I'm excited to see what 2024 has in store for us. Obviously, you know, lots of NACS focused, I'm sure, announcements yeah, will come. For sure. Uh, lots of unveilings for vehicles. Um, yep. Lots of exciting things. Definitely. So, well, I uh, I do want to wrap up this episode and just, you know, as always, leave it in the hands of the listeners. If there's any topics you would like for us to cover in 2024, uh, let us know uh, either via the comment section on YouTube, respond through Spotify or, you know, email us. We're uh, pretty excited. And um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll catch everybody next year. No. Talk to you then. <laughs> Do you hate that joke? Uh... <laughs> I, 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 will, I, I will say just to wrap this up, what always trips me up, not the whole we'll see you next year. It's the switching over from the previous year to the new year when you're typing Fair. or writing it Fair. out. Yeah. It gets me every time. Yeah. <laughs> Takes me until at least March. <laughs> so. That's funny. Anyways. All right. We'll see you guys next year. <laughs>